The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now it's time for our expert slot, and this morning we're focusing on interior design with Avril Murphy, interior designer and artist. If you've got questions for Avril, text them to us now on 53106 at a cost of 30 cent, or you can WhatsApp us 087 106. Avril, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Now, uh, let's uh, talk about um, generalities, first of all. What colours are in at the moment? Everybody asks, what colour is in? What's the yeah. latest trend? Yeah, there was a time when, when kind of beiges were in, then greys came in. Yeah, and then they changed the name now beige to taupe, but it was taupe. still beige. Yeah. <laughs> then we went to grige, but it was still beige. So they do <laughs> rename colours so that they can keep the, them on trend. And so I suppose every single year there is a colour from every part of the rainbow on trend. You'll always have a red in, you'll always have a blue in, you'll always have a green in. At the moment, green is very popular because we're trying to bring more nature into our homes. And so that will always follow through from where the trends are coming from, which is pushing nature. So we get a lot yeah. of green. It's funny, though, there are people who will not buy secondhand if they have to buy a secondhand car. They will not buy a green car. OK, well, we're not going to bring the car into the house. <laughs> no, but a, lot of, a lot of houses I go to, people actually, the first thing they say to me is no green. Um, because there's a lot of superstitions around it. And uh, Brown is making a, a comeback because we see decades will always repeat themselves. I always say to people, never mourn a colour because colours come back again. So Brown is having a, a definite comeback. But Wh- most which us, brown, though? Well, chocolate brown, actually. That uh, really rich, uh, dark really brown. really rich, dark brown, but in a different way than we would have seen it in the 60s and 70s. So as opposed to having a whole room done in brown, now you'll have a bespoke piece, maybe one piece of furniture. Personally, I wouldn't be rushing out to buy a, a colour unless you love it, because yeah. uh, one of the things I was going to another trend I was going to talk about today is well-being in, in the house. And, and colour is a really important part of well-being and it has to make you feel well. So it's irrelevant if your neighbour likes his brown sofa. It not, isn't yeah. necessarily going to make you feel well. Do you remember not so long ago, people were buying old pieces in auctions and then painting them in pastels. So yes. you'd have an old brown mahogany yeah. yoke yeah. and then they'd paint it up in a pastel and it would look very chic. Yeah, still very popular. Uh, I mean, the colour grey is still very popular. A lot of, um, you know, trendsetters are trying to say that grey is disappearing. But there will always be a neutral. There'll always be a neutral colour, whether it's a beige neutral or a grey neutral. And so to buy an old piece of furniture, a vintage piece of furniture and to spray it up. And if it's done well, it does look fabulous. Obviously, I have a few pieces myself at home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a, a great on buying very old antiques because smell is very important to me. So if something doesn't smell right in a shop, I'm not going to put it into my home. Yeah. Um, so I know that sounds sounds odd, but if you're talking about your whole well-being, it's all of your yeah. senses that are affected my, when you come into the It could have been something that uh, had drawers full of mothballs, for example. Absolutely. And Absolutely. they will linger no matter what. They will what. always linger, you know, or a piece of furniture that's got damp. It's very hard to get the smell of, of damp wood out of a piece of furniture. But it's a great project to buy an old piece of furniture and to sand it back. It's more popular now possibly to varnish it or stain it up than to actually have it sprayed. But if you have it uh, sprayed professionally, it can look like a new piece of furniture. Mm. Now, some of the questions already coming in. I have a brown leather suite and brown fitted cupboard in a sitting room. How do I brighten up the room? That's from a listener in Terman Fecken. So already you're right on trend with your brown sofa. (laughs) (laughs) You must have it since the 70s. I mean, a lot of people buy uh, leather for starters because it's stain resistant and then darker colours because they don't show that glass of wine that spills. Um, I suppose you can brighten it up by colours you love. Any other pop of colour will work. Lime green can work well with brown leather. If you have a very dark sofa, I would be going for brighter colours on the wall and by that I mean something along the cream tones 
or a peach tone. Peach tones are very popular at the moment. And I'd go with one colour with the brown leather. So pick a colour you like and then work with tones around that, mm. if that makes sense. So if you're going for a peach, go for warmer tones of peach, lighter shades of peach and work it all around. So you've just got the two colours working in the room. Now, uh, north facing versus south facing. If you've got one window in a, a living room, say a sitting room, whatever, and it's facing north. Yeah. And the other hand, your house might be turned the other way and you've got that very same window, imagine it facing south. What's the difference in the colours that you should put in? There is strong rules, but it doesn't mean that you have to abide by the rules. (laughs) So I would go for, in a very cold room, I would go for the warmer spectrum because it does warm a room up. But if you you like a colour, for instance, like blue, and it's a, it's a cold blue. It is going to make that room feel colder. And so you can bring an adult in and they might, might not realise what it's doing because it's subconsciously working on them. If you bring a child in and say, how does that room make you feel? They will say it makes me feel cold because they're very intuitive. They know how a colour makes them feel. So if it's a cold room, go to the warmer end of the blue spectrum. So you go to your turquoises, which has a little bit of yellow in it and not acrid yellow, but sort of a warm So tone. Words, you still need to be bluey for whatever reason, yeah, but you, you can warm blue, up the blue. You can warm up the blue, but always put a sample on your wall. Have a look at it in daylight and have a look at it in your evening light because these colours will change throughout the day. And then you get away with anything in a sunny room. Uh, I'm looking for a specialist who can help me arrange uh, the art in my home. Um, don't uh, know how to handle the art, but more, uh, no, I'm, this is a bit garbled, but I, basically they want to know where to hang the art okay, in so a house. You know, it's so a big picture, small picture, good picture, yeah. less good picture. The simple answer is that a large painting should hang with the centre at your eye level. So or just slightly above your eye level. So when you walk into a room, you're not looking down at the art. Now, that might sound obvious, but you'd be surprised when people are hanging art at home. So about 1.6 metre to the centre of the art will then have it at the right level. OK, because here's, hit, a, here's a, an interesting thing. Yeah. If you have a television set that's above your eye level, it's not comfortable to watch. See, I love that. You go into a show house and where's the television? Above the fireplace. Now, it looks super in a show house because it then gives other walls to put other things in. But the reality is when you're watching television, it should be below your eye level and that's below your sitting eye level unless you're going to stand at an island and, and watch it in the kitchen. So apart from the fact that the heat might destroy your, your flat screen television, sitting it above the, uh, the fireplace is not the option. So you really do need to think about your ergonomics. If you're sitting down, where is your eye level falling in a comfortable position? And that's slightly below your head level. Another one. Um, I'm currently converting a small extension at my parents' house into a fully self-contained studio apartment. I suppose like a granny flat yeah. to all intents and purposes. Space is sparse. So I was wondering, is there anyone in the Dublin area who specialises in tiny homes? Yourself, <laughs> Avril. Oh, well, yeah, well, <laughs> yes, yes, myself. Mm-hmm. But it's about clever storage. I, I certainly would be, you know, looking on the Internet and use specific words like small area and tight storage spaces. And it's amazing the ideas that you can come up with. In fact, if you look at rooms online that are living in one room, you can have fantastic ideas. Like, for instance, if you've got a bench where you sit down to take off your shoes, make sure that there's storage underneath the bench. Have a coffee table that has a bit of storage in it. I would say closed storage is the best idea in a small area, because if you have a lot of open shelves, which you might think is the solution, you're constantly looking at that possible clutter. But also in a small area, have pieces that you love, have beautiful pieces of art that you love 
have maybe a mirror that you love and maybe a piece of furniture that you love and try not to clutter the space mm. with too much furniture. Um, one of the aspects in a small house, if you close everything in, as you suggest, have your storage behind doors, um, you may make the room feel a bit smaller. But if you leave a section of it open so yeah. you get the full yeah, depth yeah. of the room. Absolutely. Yeah. Or you can put a mirror on the back of a shelf so that it gives you that extra depth at the back of the shelf. So it gives you the illusion of having more space, but still keeping it nice and tidy. Now, are there any innovative storage solutions? Uh, I mean, storage is really the bane of everyone's lives. Decluttering yeah. is the answer, of course. Yeah, of course to, it to is. Well, that is my specialty subject. And I promise but, not you know, to But, you know, things that stack and things um, like that. Yeah, things that stack. Well, you kind of understair storage, for instance. So that, and if it's, if it's a bespoke piece of furniture and the drawers pull out and the doors open properly, then you can have organised storage. I guess the idea is to actually organise the storage within your storage area, not to rush out and buy storage before you decide what you need to store, because a lot of people will rush out to fast furniture places, not to mention anywhere yeah. in particular, and they'll go to the storage area and they'll buy oh, loads of those containers and a couple of things to shove under the bed and maybe one for inside the wardrobe. And then they get home and they realise actually they've 20 pairs of shoes and not eight pairs of shoes that the holder holds. So it's, yeah. it's a useless piece of storage. So you have to be clever about what storage you need before you buy the storage. Yeah. And also uh, those uh, shoe racks that you can get, they're quite, uh, they're not very deep. They're maybe about, uh, what would they be? Maybe 30 centimetres max deep. Yeah. But you may have a 60 centimetre space. Yeah. 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 And sometimes, you know, a, um, a loose basket is, is enough to be a tidy away as opposed to having a specifically designed, you know, shelving unit. Uh, another one. A lot of my house is painted grey. It's been a great neutral colour, but it's time for a change. Uh, not anything beige, please. Any other neutral suggestions? OK, so I would say that if you, sh- you first of all, open up the colour card and whatever colour you are drawn to, whether it's the reds or the oranges, go down that grade till you get to the pastels and they're the colours that will work inside your home and invariably if you look at the colours that you're wearing they're colours that will work inside your home because they're colours that you love so you're not designing your home for your neighbours or for your family you're designing it for you Now what about colours for function I mean if you're in a kitchen you don't really want to fall asleep whereas if you're in a bedroom you might want help falling asleep Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you have a home office uh, what colour should that be in other words different to make you feel business like sort of the the greens the teals those kind of colours are very good for home office because they encourage sort of calmness and they encourage sort of a working atmosphere they say reds aren't great in the kitchen because the kitchen is already hot that's why you don't see a lot of red bathrooms because the bathrooms are hot and steamy so blue colours do cool rooms down but at the same time it is about loving a colour and if you want to put that colour in there that's okay um, do you use uh, the paint samplers um, when all the you're time, all the time? All the time. I wouldn't paint a room in my own house without putting up a sample because you you might think there's a little bit of green in that white, and then you pop it up, and in the nightlight the curtains turn peach white and your carpet turns green white, and it just doesn't work. So I would always put up a sample yeah. on the wall uh, on a piece of cardboard. Don't paint the wall. Paint a little <laughs> bit of cardboard and that's move what it around. I was going to ask yeah. you. You know, you, once you've put it. a sample on the wall, oh, yeah. you've yeah, got yeah. to repaint the yeah. wall. Well, I've been in, in, in clients' houses where there's 30 samples on the wall and they've been there for three years. So, you know, that doesn't work. Uh, can you get armchairs covered? I've the yellow IKEA armchair. would love to have it covered in navy. Is it expensive and would it look good? It would look good. I love that yellow uh, IKEA armchair. IKEA just sometimes really get it right. And I, I, I love that yellow. But if it's if it's got shabby, then you need to recover it. It costs between about 550 and 700 euros to reupholster a single armchair. Wow. So you really have to think. If Go it's ahead and worth, buy a new one. 
Yeah, you see, that's the problem with that disposable furniture. You yeah. go out and buy a new one. Would you try doing it yourself at home? Because you will pick up fabric, you know, per metre. You could pick up anything from, from 299 to 140 euros a metre. So if you were clever and you found the fabric you're looking for, you could attempt it yourself. Well, Avril, um, so many questions flooding in, but no more time. So Avril Murphy, interior designer and artist, thank you very much for joining us on the programme today. Thank you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.